Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you. All right, so I just need to open up this particular podcast by something that God has put on my heart even just now as I was preparing to come down and record the podcast for you. So what I'm about to share with you, I originally wrote as a mini cast. I have it in my journal. I wrote it out and I titled it, you know, a mini cast, which when I think of doing a mini cast, I really think about doing it from the perspective of this is just a, a small trailing thought that has hit me. But today, as I'm walking around the house and I'm obeying God and, and I'm praying over the plan that he has me you know, I, I prayed this morning, God, what should I do and how can I be obedient and how can I get out of my own way? And I came up with a plan of, you know, this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to do some laundry. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to make sure I'm drinking enough water. I'm going to drop the kids off at school. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. You get what I'm saying. And <clears throat> as I'm doing these things in the order that I know he wants me to do them, I don't fully understand what he wants me to do or why he wants me to do it. But what I know is that when I feel that prompting, that small, that still small voice that says, get in the shower and let your hair air dry while you do a podcast, that is how I hear his voice. And I'm sharing this with you because a lot of times, a lot of women ask me, you know, how do you, how do you sense the Holy Spirit? And how do you know that you're listening to the Holy Spirit and you're just not rambling on? Well, how I know is practice. How I know is because he has taught me how to empty myself of me as I, ha as I have pursued renewing my mind, as I have pursued to Stop conforming to the patterns of this world. I've asked God to renew my mind, not to undo everything that was done to me, not to understand what was done to me as much as I just pursue seeking a renewal of my mind through him, through his Holy Spirit. And it's also through my ability to start emptying myself of the world. This over these last few weeks, you know, we've had the inauguration of a new president. We've had an old president leave and a new president, just all of the things. I am not somebody who follows the news. I have not had the news on in our house for I don't even know how many years. It's since before we ever even lived in this house. So it's probably been at least, I, I want to say eight years, maybe more. And <clears throat> I have found that by turning the world off, I have made room for me to turn him on, for me to hear him more concretely, more, more completely. And the more I fast from the world in the, in the, the realness of what I can control, the more space I have for him. But in these last few weeks, I have noticed that we've had the news on. I've, you know, I, it's not like I've noticed it like, Ooh, look at that. The news is on. No, I've turned the news on. I've even had my you know, I've just had news alerts come up because there's also been the rioting at the Capitol and all of these things and things about COVID that, and while I'm listening to the news, I could hear God say to me, turn it off. It's too much. And you know, what's interesting. I can reflect back over these last few weeks and I can see an absolute correlation between my ability to be obedient to his still small voice guiding me and my desire for the world. The more I craved the news, the stronger I was in my flesh, 
the more I gave into temptation. Why am I sharing this with you? I'm sharing this with you because <clears throat> today, what I have prepared for you was a mini cast, okay? And now I'm calling it the only cast because it quite possibly might be the only version of my podcast that you ever, ever need to listen to. And I don't even know exactly what I'm about to share with you. <laughs> In fact, as I'm talking to you right now, I'm speaking directly into my phone as opposed to even setting up my podcast because I just heard God's spirit say to me, go hit record, turn off your little space heater, sit in your chair with your eyes closed, with your, you know, naturally, with your hair drying naturally, just looking all like a drowned rat, <laughs> sitting here, just hit record. And so today's message is straight from my heart, straight from my knower, straight from the place where I trust that this is God's word. And it applies to me and you even in weight loss because he wants you to make more space in your life, in your heart, to not only hear his voice, but for him to take up residence, to help you to get out of this house of bondage that has kept you trapped, that has kept you stuck, that has put you into your fat pants. What I'm about to reveal to you today, I believe, was revealed to me, through me, for you. And I hope and pray that you receive it in the way that I received it. I was able to take every single thing that I read today in God's word and hear him minister to me as I wrote it in my journal for you. So much of what I'm sharing with you is straight from God's word, Old Testament and New Testament. And I believe it has the power to free you from your food stories unlike anything else. It's not about psychology. It's not about hacks. It's not about counting calories and weighing yourself every day. It is about the pursuit of righteousness, removing sin from your life so that you can be in a relationship and pull God closer because he can't be around sin. You know what I've taught you about James 4.17. A lot of people have a hard time understanding <clears throat> excuse me, what James 4.17 has to do with them saying no to a donut. It has everything to do. Because it all takes root. And just like I shared with you, God told me to stop listening to the news. And when I started listening to it, my power went away. My strength went away. Because so much of the world got into me and I wasn't even realizing it. I didn't even pay attention. And that's crazy, but this is not from the world. This is from God. I hope you'll lean in and enjoy this podcast. All right. Bye. All right. Let's get this podcast going. So I want to kind of paint a picture for you. Um, well, first of all, I already gave you a visual of what I look like. <clears throat> But I'm staring at my journal because right now, the beginning of the year, um, I started reading the Bible all the way back from Genesis. And as I started getting through, <clears throat> you know, the Bible, I heard God say, write out the Ten Commandments. And as I'm writing out the Ten Commandments, I'm thinking about how each one even applies to us, even in weight loss. And I started thinking about you know, how you must have no other God before God. 
how we must not make for ourselves an idol of any kind. You must not bow down to them and worship them. And just all of the ways that the Ten Commandments apply to us in life, even right now, and some of them specifically even in weight loss. And I just started like journaling haphazardly in all the different areas over the course of the last few days as I've been learning about and seeing about, you know, all of the things back in, you know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all the things as I've been just allowing God to minister to my heart yet again, just through his word and how his word is a new truth to me at a whole nother level with regard to obedience. Because obedience, I'm telling you, is the way. And women ask me all the time, Sherry, how are you able to have this obedience around your food? Do you seriously go to birthday parties and are you able to be strong enough to say no to the food? The answer is, yeah. (laughs) And it's because When I was born again, when God opened my eyes and gave me eyes to see and ears to hear, when that happened just a few short years ago on a whole nother deeper level, when that happened, I believed everything he said. Because for so long, I started seeing my Christianity Christianity as some kind of religion. And the minute I gave up that religion and stopped pursuing you know, all the religions of the world. And I just started pursuing a relationship with him. Everything changed. And I was able to just boldly believe him. So when he says that I'm dead to sin, I'm able to truly see that I'm dead to sin. That's not to say that I don't sin because girl, you know, I mean, I struggle in all the ways with all of the things, but God is using even just my weight loss journey to help me go deeper, to be stronger for his kingdom in all the areas, even in motherhood, even in my role as a mom and my role of just all of it, of being a Christian life coach. And uh, I'm getting off track. But what I want to share with you today is just how to go deeper with God, even in weight loss and how to be more effective for God's kingdom through all of the ways with all of the things that you're doing and to make the connection between the pursuit of righteousness and seeking God, even in weight loss. I mean, there is nothing in your life that is exempt. Like when you're pursuing righteousness, it applies even to your food choices. If you know what you should eat and you're not eating it, what is that the definition of? I mean, obviously, The definition of sin, according to James 4.17, is when you know what you should do and you don't do it, that is sin to you. And how is that not applicable to your food choices? Am I right? And so that's where I was. I was sitting there in Deuteronomy and seeing how Moses was making a call for a commitment to God. He was addressing the Israelites yet again and reminding them, and I'm reminding you right now, that knowing God's word is not enough. We must actually obey his word in all of the areas, even in weight loss. I mean, Moses encouraged the Israelites to obey the terms of the old covenant. 
He was encouraging them so that they would actually prosper. And let me just pull over the car and park it for a second. There's so much pro there's so much focus right now in our world about being careful around a prosperity gospel. And let me just say this about that. There's so much focus on the prosperity gospel when the when the focus really is just about obedience. God wants to bless us. God wants to bless you in all of the areas, especially where you are held bondage. But it is more about us seeking and obeying than it is about us being blessed and prospering. And it's prospering, it's prosperity in accordance to God's will, not in accordance to our expectations. I never knew that God's will was for me to become a Christian life coach for weight loss. When I was pursuing to just know him better, I thought my my expectations were to be thin. And he said, I'm sorry, but my will is for you to be a Christian life coach and to help women prosper in the, the area of believing my promises for them, even in weight loss. But back to Moses, I mean, there he is teaching the Israelites to just trust and obey that God's promises and blessings do accompany everything, but it's all on the other side of obedience. This is so good. Like, I'm just pausing, thinking about my thoughts and what I want to say to you. His promises and his blessings do accompany our obedience, but we have got to be obedience, obedient rather. We've got to be obedient to all of the things in his word. We will step into his blessings, but we have got to be obedient. We've got to be obedient in all of the ways. His promises and blessings are there for us, but that is not, they're not there without ramifications for our disobedience. I mean, I want you to think about this. You know, there's cause and effect, even in weight loss. If you know what you should eat and you don't eat it, there's there's something that's going to happen to you. The effect is that you're going to not lose weight. You're going to not hear his voices clearly. If that's what you're trying to pursue, you know, God and, and not a number on the scale. If you're doing it because you want your God voice, you want your food choice to be reflected in your God voice. There are ramifications if you desire, if you if that desire for that food is stronger than his voice. If you're perpetually leading in your flesh than you are in your faith. If you're perpetually trusting the environment of your physical reality, then you are your faith. So I encourage you to do what, what Moses says in Deuteronomy 29. In Deuteronomy 29, Moses warns the Israelites from following their eyes and from doing what he says that they see others doing in Deuteronomy 29 from doing what they see the world doing around them by worshiping idols and doing all kinds of detestable things. He told them of God's promises for obedience, obedience to trusting God's commandments versus obedience to the things of this world and how in so doing, giving into the worldly things that a seed of sin might begin to take root 
and that those people then, the Israelites then, would harvest bitterness and poisonous fruit as a result of them giving into pursuing the things of the world. That is so much like us. Think about your results. If you keep doing the next diet that your best friend's doing, if you keep eating the thing that you trust as opposed to trusting God and what he says that you can do, if you will only pursue his strength instead of your willpower, God is saying that whatever you plant now, you will sow that seed later. Do you see this? I know I'm kind of rambling and I'm all over the place because I'm just thinking about everything I've been reading this morning in Deuteronomy most specifically. But when we give in and do the things that we see others doing all around us, you know, you going to the restaurant and having some FOMO, fear of missing out just because your mother-in-law is ordering the cheesecake and you think you've got to have the cheesecake or whatever it is, we, we don't need to be led by the lust of our flesh. I mean, think about how you how most of us have just become to idolize flavor, how food is more of a priority in our lives over God. Like I have so many clients that are like, you know what, Sherry, I've been falling off track. And the first thing I'll ask them is, how is your time with the Lord? Well, it's not been. Yeah. The minute anything takes priority in our lives over God, you better expect the results. So when we give in and do the things that we see others do or we let our flesh lead us or, or we begin to idolize food and the feeling that that food gives us, we harvest, the, we harvest the product of that seed. That seed kills, steals, and destroys. You need to see what it is that I'm sharing with you. I pray that you would have eyes to see and ears to hear what it is I'm saying, you, saying to you. Following your flesh when you know better, results results in negative consequences in all of the ways. Deuteronomy says that we get blessings for obedience. This applies to us even today, even in weight loss. And it says that we get curses for disobedience. I'm going to direct your attention to Deuteronomy 2019. This, this just jumped out to me. While I was reading Deuteronomy, I don't even know how many days ago, I remember waking up and being so foggy, like just waking up and seeking God and praying, God, please help me to feel your spirit this morning. Help me to just feel your presence. And I couldn't feel his presence. I was so sleepy. We'd had, you know, Charlie decided to just start barking randomly at one in the morning at his reflection in the window. Who knows? Maybe he saw something. I don't know. But I woke up not feeling his presence, but God told me, even when you don't feel me, walk in the direction of me. And I did. And as I was reading Deuteronomy 29, 29, 19, this scripture like jumped off of the page to me. Those who hear the warnings of this curse should not congratulate themselves thinking, I am safe, even though I am following the desires of my own stubborn heart. That it's like I didn't even need a highlighter. I was blown away that I was able to even remember what that scripture was. Deuteronomy 2019. 2919. I mean, when we decide to do what we know is wrong, we plant an evil seed that begins to grow out of control, eventually yielding a crop of sorrow and pain. I mean, think about your weight loss journey. 
when you start to do the wrong things, you start to get out of control. You've planted the wrong seed. Seeds of doubt. Seeds of craving. Seeds of seeds of hormonal responses that reflect the kind of food you're eating. Seeds of, you know, fear that this weight loss program isn't going to work this time. All of the things. Eventually we're going to re we're going to reap what we sow. You can prevent these seeds from taking root in your life, in your thoughts, in your mind, will, and emotion, in your soul, in your all the things, just by seeing them for what they are. They are just the lie of this world. Stop being led by your flesh. Be led by your faith in God, who says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You don't do it by your willpower. You do it through your God power. You do it by pursuing God's strength in you. You do that through recognizing where there's sin, even in your weight loss journey, and how it's given way to you just being led off the, off the narrow path onto the broad path. I mean, let's face it, sin begets sin. And I was proof of this just these last few weeks, watching the news, doing the things that I know God told me. You know, nowhere in the Bible does it say, don't listen to the news, Sherry. Don't listen to CNN and Fox. Don't listen to and perpetually seek after the latest and greatest in the world. But God told me not to do that. And there I was doing it. And I was not strong in my spirit. I was strong in my flesh. (sighs) Anyhow, through recognizing sin, and seeing it for what it is and how it's been existing in your life, you then come to that point where you can prevent those seeds, those sin seeds from taking root in your life. And you do that through confessing and repenting of it and asking God. Repentance is the way that you can actually step into change. Confessing and the seed will never find fertile soil. So I want you to just sit with this today Have you made food an idol in your life? Do you pursue food more than you do God? More than you do righteousness? Righteousness is the way to obedience. Women ask me that all the time. Righteousness is the way to obedience. Jesus, I just, oh, I could get off track. When you pursue righteousness, even in in weight loss, you easily see the lust in your uh, the lust of the flesh in your life and the sins that so easily entangle you i mean you see it in the form of your foods in your habits the way that you disobey your bedtime the way all of the things the things that so easily entangle you and keep you from going to the next level with with god you can say no to wrong foods and wrong habits because of what Jesus did on the cross for you. He died to break the power of sin in your life. You should also consider yourself dead to the power of sin, according to Romans 6.11, and alive to God through Christ. Give yourself completely to God and see your food choices and your daily disciplines as part of you completely giving yourself to God. He didn't say, give yourself completely to me except for the areas that taste really yummy. No, except for the habits that feel really good as your mommy time out. No, he said, give yourself completely to me. Give yourself completely to God. Start choosing God. Eat to live and stop 
eating, stop living to eat. Eat to live and stop living to eat. That is powerful. The life that, the life that you live is going to reveal your loyalty. It's going to reveal your love. Do you love and trust God? Then trust and obey his word. Trust and obey his word over your habits and over your feelings. Seek. Seek him. Seek righteousness. Seek and pursue righteousness, even in weight loss.